What's going on, guys? Welcome to Perry's Pit, the first ever episode of Perry's Pit. Uh, it's going to be a little wrestling show that I'm going to do um, just by myself. Uh, I figured what better way to kick things off than with um, the 2020 Backlash review, um, WWE's most recent pay-per-view. Um, it was this past Sunday, uh, June 14th. Uh, let's get right into it. Uh, with the kickoff show, um, it started with Christian and Ric Flair discussing the greatest wrestling match ever, uh, which main evented backlash between um, Edge and Randy Orton. Uh, Christian, of course, on his best friend Edge's side, uh, Ric Flair on Orton's side. Uh, they discussed that, and then that led us into our one and only match of the kickoff show, uh, that being the U.S. title match between Andrade and Paulo Cruz. Now, this match wasn't too bad. Um, Apollo Crews did say he was going to be a fighting champion, so it's no surprise to see him in action for this pay-per-view. Uh, the rematch clause is enacted as uh, Apollo Crews was the one to take the belt off of Andrade. Um, I'm waiting for the moment that Angel Garza turns on Andrade. Now, at ringside for Andrade was Lena Vega, as usual, and his best friend, uh, Angel Garza. Now earlier in the week, um, I believe it was on it was on uh, SmackDown. Um, there was a triple threat match between Kevin Owens, uh, Andrade, and um, Angel Garza, and Angel Garza was pinned by Andrade for the win, and that was a number one contenders match, I guess you could say, figuratively, for uh, Apollo Cruz's U.S. title. Um, Kevin Owens wound up coming to ringside and joining on commentary, which uh, played in later. Um, you know, the match wasn't bad. Uh, I wound up giving it a three-star rating. Uh, it was nothing super special. Um, Apollo Crews hit the standing moonsaults, his signature, uh, and had it won, it seemed. But then uh, Garza <clears throat> at ringside distracted the ref until Owens got up from commentary, uh, hit him with the Owens stunner, which then distracted Andrade. Uh, Apollo Crews was able to hit a powerbomb and win to retain his title. Um, you know, it wasn't it wasn't anything special. It was a good match. Um, Apollo Crews did retain. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think the main focus there is what happens between Garza and Andrade moving forward. Um, I don't know if we'll see these two face off again, Andrade and Crews, at least not for a bit. I don't think that's the real rivalry there. I think there's something hidden between Andrade and Garza. But we'll have to see. Uh, and then rounding out the kickoff show, it was just Sheamus uh, speaking towards Jeff Hardy again. You know, more junky talk. Uh, he said at one point, I'll, I'll bro kick you back into obscurity, which, you know, isn't isn't a bad thing to say coming from Sheamus. But I don't know, this whole, this whole feud that they have going on based on Jeff Hardy's real life issues with alcohol and drugs, I don't know. You know, you look at kayfabe and it's kind of walking the line of crossing it that didn't make sense it's walking you know you're about to cross the line there it's coming close I'm, I'm i would hope they asked hardy first you know if he was okay with this because you know that's some really personal stuff so um but they're playing it off well um we're coming off smackdown where sheamus made jeff hardy take a piss test on on the show he wound up throwing it back in Sheamus's face, which, you know, was – it was basically a cover of what um, McMahon and Shawn Michaels did 
uh, uh, Vince McMahon, like back a couple of years ago, at least like 10 years ago, I think. Um, you know, and it's basically a knockoff of that. Um, but we'll move to the main show. We'll get to that match eventually. But the main show started with a women's tag team triple threat match for the women's tag team titles. It was Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross versus Sasha Banks and Bailey and versus the Iconics. Now, I don't really like Bailey's heel gimmick personally. Um, it's not my favorite. I think she's a much better face. I find her kind of annoying as a heel, which I know kind of goes with being a heel. But I don't know. I just think she's much more exciting and fun when she's a face. Um, but that's besides the point. Um, before the match, they were asked, uh, Sh- uh, Sasha Banks and Bailey were ma- uh, asked that if they lose the tag belts, does this affect their friendship? Uh, both denied it, saying um, that no, it wouldn't affect their friendship. I think it would. I think the moment they lose their tag belts is when Sasha turns on Bailey. Um, Bailey's kind of got this whole cocky thing going on because she's Bailey two belts or whatever she wants to call herself. Um, and, you know, that's perfectly fine. I think that's good for a heel. But I do think Sasha will turn on Bailey eventually. Uh, that remains to be seen. Um, the match was good. I gave it three stars um, as well. Uh, Alexa Bliss was fantastic. Uh, Nikki Cross was a bit of a liability out there. She didn't gain much momentum. Um, I think for when it comes to that tag team, Bliss is definitely the you know leader of the group. Uh, the Iconics were simply filler, I'd say. The, besides a few good moments, um, what was it? Peyton Royce hit a cross body through the ropes uh, onto everybody at ringside. Um, that was probably their top most exciting moment of the match. Uh, Sasha Banks and Bailey, you got what you expected out of them. You know, they did well. Um, the, the match was, uh, was paced well, uh, had some decent spots. Um, it ended with uh, Alexis Bliss hitting Twisted Bliss on, um, I believe it was Peyton Royce of the Iconics. And then, but Sasha came in and rolled up Alexa Bliss. And that's how they retained the titles, uh, Sasha and Bailey. Uh, you know, kind of a boring ending, you could say, I guess. Um, you know, but it fits their heelish gimmick, you know, getting that sneaky win um, just to hold on and retain. I don't know how much longer they will hold on to the belts, honestly. Uh, there are plenty of good tag teams out there, uh, even more than what we saw in that match. So, you know, that remains to be seen. Uh, but right now, Sasha Banks and Bailey are still the champs. Um, and that's that, uh, moving on, uh, we saw Braun Strowman got his car fixed, not really relevant to the plot. Um, after Miz and Morrison went at it with baseball bats and golf clubs and all that earlier in the week, uh, that was just a little, little filler segment moving us to Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus, which I mentioned earlier. Um, the whole drugs and alcohol segment still, uh, the feud storyline, whatever you want to call it, uh, that's still going on. Um, you know, Seamus blamed Hardy, uh, on a DUI, but it was Seamus in the car, uh, that, that crashed in the parking lot of the performance center or what have you, um, which then led us to this match. Um, first thing I noticed, uh, Seamus has different entrance music. I know this has been for a while, but uh, I do miss all the entrance music, you know, the whole shame, uh, shame for fame, you know, that, that one. Um, I like how he's back to his old attire and everything, though. I know this; none of this is a super recent change, but 
the way he looked at the bar, I think it's worth mentioning. That was that was gross. That was no fun. Uh, but I did like him with Cesaro. Um, this is Jeff. Jeff has only had a couple matches since returning. You know, he was out for a year. Um, ring rust wasn't really evident. Uh, he seemed to keep it together pretty well. Uh, Sheamus did have control most of the match, though. Besides a few spots, uh, Hardy hit a twist of fate and a swanton bomb at one point, but Sheamus uh, got the rope break with his foot at two and a half. Um, definitely pushing Sheamus here. You could kind of tell, um, you know, being an enforcer and definitely showing off his power. Um, Sheamus wound up paying a broke kick outside the ring and, and then uh, threw Hardy back inside, um, broke kicked him again. And got the victory. So definitely showed off his dominance. I don't think this feud is over at all. I don't think it's going to be over until Hardy wins. Personally, just because, you know, the, the drugs and alcohol problems that Hardy has had have had real life consequences. And everyone knows how hard it's been for him to overcome that. So I think that until he actually does overcome it um, by beating Sheamus, um, you know, I don't think it's going to be over. Um, we'll have to see, though, because um, it certainly doesn't seem that way. Uh, after that, we had the Raw Women's Tag Title match between Nia, Nia Jax I'm sorry, and uh, Asuka. Uh, I gave this one two stars. Um, it was nothing too exciting. Uh, I see what they did. Um, Nia Jax definitely got a chance to show off her strength, which is always a big factor um, in her matches. I did realize Asuka uses AJ Lee's Black Widow, which um, I didn't realize until watching that match. I found that pretty interesting. Um, at one point, Asuka locked um, Nia Jackson in an armbar outside the ring, which, you know, it, it's a standard match. A submission outside the ring is not going to do anything. I see the whole, like, power, like, you know, getting the arm weaker, I guess. But I don't know. That's just not, not something that I thought – was the right spot for them. Um, you know, this match didn't go too long. Uh, Asuka wound up winning by double countout. Uh, Nia Jax couldn't get Asuka back in the ring in time. Um, you know, that way it shows it doesn't make either one look weaker. I could see why they did that because you still want Nia Jax to look strong, but you still want Asuka to look strong as a champion. Um, so that happened. Un unfortunately, it's not the most exciting ending, but then after the match, um, after the ref announced that Asuka won, Asuka off the apron hit uh, Nia Jax with a hip attack, which was a, which was a fun spot. But um, I I don't really see Asuka as a heel, so and that, and that's kind of a heel move. So we'll see if that develops any further. Um, I'm not sure if I'd consider this like a true rivalry, like Jeff Hardy and Sheamus are in right now. But uh, nonetheless, Asuka retains. Um, next, we had the Universal Championship between Braun Strowman and then Miz and Morrison, handicap match. Um, I don't like the idea of handicap title matches just because, you know, you can kind of tell um, that the shorthanded guy is going to win, especially someone as big and strong looking as Braun Strowman. You know, they got to hype him up quite a bit. Um, I don't think any title has been changed in a handicap match. I'd have, to, I'd have to do more research on that, but I don't think so personally. Um, but it, it does create, you know, it can create tension between Miz and Morrison on like, cause whoever pins, whoever pins Strowman would become the champion. So, and that did play in, uh, throughout, um, 
it was over before it started, though, like I said. You, you kind of knew Strowman was going to win. Uh, Miz and Morrison show their new um, music video titled Hey, 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 Ho, Ho at the beginning. You know, it, it was – I don't know. They're fun. I like them as a tag team. I think they do some of their best work together, especially Morrison, because um, we've seen Miz have a pretty successful solo career. But them together is pretty entertaining. Um, and Strowman's just big and slow and – you know, Miz and Morrison stole the show uh, throughout the match. Um, there was at one point where um, they hit a skull-crushing finale slash stomp, whatever you want to call it, um, whatever, uh, whatever you call their tag team move. Um, and it looks like it had it won, but Miz pulled John Morrison off from, from the gaining the pinfall on Strowman. Uh, Miz then hesitated, realized what he had done, threw Morrison back on, but it was too late. Um, they got the two count. Strowman got just enough time to, I guess, heal back up and kick out. But it, w- it looked like it would have been over if not for Miz doing that. Um, and then after that, not much uh, happened. Strowman got his got his comeback, got his second wind, wound up hitting the uh, running power slam to retain the title. Um, it didn't seem like much developed out of the Morrison uh, getting pulled off by the Miz. We'll see in future episodes if if that does come into effect, I think, I mean, that's the reason they didn't win. So um, that'll be interesting to see um, the development there. Um, New Intercontinental Champion uh, AJ Styles got interviewed. Uh, He said he's having a championship celebration on Friday on SmackDown. Um, Everyone's invited, including Daniel Bryan, who he beat. Um, But he referred to Daniel Bryan as not phenomenal. So could this lead to a Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles feud? Perhaps. Um, I do think it'd be an exciting one, especially after their uh, tournament final match, which was uh, the match of the night for SmackDown. And those are two great technical wrestlers. So I'd love to see them in a feud. We'll see where that goes uh, in future episodes. And um, then they moved on to the WWE title match between Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre, two guys that are made out to be strong. Uh, very strong, powerful men, um, and it showed throughout the course of the match. Lashley, um, I kind of questioned how Lashley quickly went from the whole Lana Rusev thing, and we know Rusev's been laid off um, since uh, WWE took care of that about a month ago, um, laying off quite a few notable superstars. Um, but how does he go from that kind of feud to a title match? I don't know. Uh, maybe I missed something, but... I don't know how deserving Lashley was of this title shot. Uh, he came out with MVP. Uh, Lana was in the back. Um, MVP, I think, is a good mouthpiece mouthpiece for Lashley, uh, much better than someone like Lana, if that were the, if she were to presume that role. Um, but I liked MVP at ringside. Um, you know, Lashley went right at Drew uh, right before the match. I think Drew, Drew fought like a quarter of the match with his jacket still on because Lashley went right at him before the bell even rang, um, putting him in a full Nelson, which is another, you know, weakening, you know, submission, but I don't think a submission that, like, it's like when uh, Asuka was in the arm bar outside the ring. Like, I don't think that's, you know, submissions are only, only work in certain situations, but um, power was shown throughout. Uh, Drew kicked out of a spine buster and a flatliner at one which uh, he's been known to do. He kicks out of one at one with like almost everything, which I guess 
I don't know why they'd have him do that because, like, even better superstars don't do stuff like that. I don't know. I, I just – it's beyond me. I think it's it's fine, I guess, just to make Drew look more powerful and how it doesn't phase him. But I don't see what gives Drew that right to deserve something like that. Uh, we saw the ankle lock and the Kimura lock in this match. Um, ankle lock from Lashley, Kimura from McIntyre, both – didn't do much, but, you know, weakened the opposing superstar. Drew kicked out of a spear, um, which is one of Lashley's finishing moves. And then Lana came out, wound up distracting Lashley, and Drew hit the Claymore kick once Lashley turned right back around uh, and retained the title. Um, Lashley didn't help Lana up after she was on the ground after the match. Uh, him and MVP just dipped, um, you know, Lana is at fault for distracting Lashley. So, I mean, tensions are rising between them. Um, I would like to see Lashley drop Lana. I think Lana's pretty useless out there, uh, in all honesty. Um, I honestly wish Rusev was back, you know. I don't see why they need – I didn't like that storyline to begin with. I just think that was silly. Um, but Drew retains, and um, that led us to uh, the Street Profits and the Viking Raiders – um, you know, it wasn't even, we didn't even get to the, uh, raw tag title match. It was, it was this cinematic of them messing around, like outside bowling balls and jumping into trash and ninjas. And it was a whole, like, it was clearly for comedic purposes, but you know, when you're promised a title match, you know, I'm, I'm personally disappointed that we didn't get that. Um, but both both groups are entertaining. Um, you know, it was it was some good comedic relief. But I w I wanted a tag I wanted a tag title match and I didn't get it. So I'm personally disappointed in that. Um, overall, yeah, disappointed. Um, but then that led us to the main event, the greatest wrestling match ever, um, which it got that tagline got a lot of hate uh, leading up to this match just because. Um, I think it's just because we didn't know what we were expecting. Like, we obviously know that the greatest wrestling match ever doesn't exist, and that's just simply one's opinion because everyone looks for something different in, uh, in wrestling matches. So Orton versus Edge, it was honestly a tribute to good wrestling. And, you know, we saw a lot of hip tosses. We saw a lot of, you know, arm drags, you know, cross bodies, a lot of good technical wrestling, um, cross faces, you know, headlocks, you know, some old school stuff. Um, but there was also a lot of exciting spots too, and a lot of, a lot of tributes to good, uh, good wrestling and good moves. Um, they and they they just tore the house down. Randy Orton and Edge also always have been fantastic performers. Um, and this in I think nine and a half years, Michael Cole said, uh, this was Edge's first like true one-on-one -on -one match he, at WrestleMania. He had the match against Orton, but it was a last man standing. This was his first normal match. You could say uh, in nine and a half years and he looked good. He looked good. Uh, you know, the whole, the, you know, part of the whole story, Orton targeting the neck, which, you know, makes sense. He missed, he missed nine and a half years. I don't know what just happened to my computer, but he missed nine and a half years. Um, so that makes sense. You're going to want to target the surgically, surgically repaired neck uh, edge targeted Orton's shoulder. Um, which he separated years and years ago in a match against Edge. So, and he's always had some kind of issue with his shoulder. So, you know, they were both playing to each other's weaknesses, you could say. Um, 
some headbutts off the top rope from Edge to Orton uh, made Orton bleed right around the eye. Uh, so, you know, blood's always nice. And it is rare nowadays to see that, especially in this PG era. Uh, we don't get to see that often. So I think that was a little, little spot to cover that era of wrestling. Um, and several pages were taken out, of, taken out of several books, which I think was some of the most exciting um, spots. We saw Randy Orton do his dad, Cowboy Bob Orton, superplex uh, off the top rope on edge. We saw an ankle, uh, not an ankle lock, a Olympic slam, which was Kurt Angle's thing back in the day. We saw that. We saw a kill switch from edge. We saw rock bottom from edge. Um, all these were kicked out of too, which makes it even more impressive. Uh, Randy Orton took a page out of Triple H's book and hit the pedigree. Um, Orton did a diving cross body, little, little rookie the dragon steamboat action there. Um, we saw plenty of impressive spots and you know legendary moves from each man. Um, you know the ending, however, you know we had all those great spots and. Tons of great moments throughout the match. They definitely tore the house down. It was a match of the night by far. Uh, I wound up giving it a four out of five stars, uh, highest on the card. Um, the ending, however, Randy Orton goes a little bit low. Um, referee Charles Robinson doesn't uh, doesn't call it or anything. Um, the announcers questioned the call, the no call it is. Um, but either way, it wound up working in Orton's benefit. Um, Orton then hit the punt kick and finished the match that way. It was interesting seeing him finish with a punt kick. He did hit an RKO earlier in the match. Edge hit a spear as well. Those are definitely worth mentioning as they're the finishing moves. But, um, yeah, it was interesting seeing him finish with the punt kick. I would have to think this match maybe finished shorter than it was supposed to because uh, after the match we found out that Edge has torn triceps in his arms. Uh, he underwent surgery. Um almost right after, within 24 hours after the match. Uh, and he's said to be at home recovering. Uh, so best wishes to him. Hopefully he's back soon. I don't think it's the end of the feud, if I'm being honest. Um, it might be a couple months, of course, before Edge comes back. So we'll see what happens with uh, Randy Orton um, without Edge, because that, that's the feud he was in. But overall, it wasn't a bad pay-per-view. Um, Definitely had its moments, Orton and Edge being the, you know, highest point of the, of the pay-per-view. Uh, overall, I'd give the pay-per-view maybe three, three and a half out of five stars. You know, not the best we'll see, not the worst. Um, but yeah, that was 2020 Backlash. Um, let me know what you think down below. Um, and yeah, uh, I'll, I'll be coming out with co uh, wrestling content as much as I can. Um, you know, I, I like doing top 10 stuff like that. Um, I have the guys join me for a few debates on here, but, um, it's been Perry's pit and I will see you guys later.